said. What was unspoken in this conversation, and given the racist proclivities of more than a few of my classmates, I'm surprised that it was unspoken, was that these gangsters, ruthlessly violent and untethered by common human decency, were black. My school peers would often glance at me when they spoke about black people. I was a scholarship kid, only attending the school because my mother was a maid for a few wealthy families on the Mississippi coast who sponsored my tuition. For most of my junior high and high school years, I was the only black girl in the school. Whenever my classmates spoke about black people or New Orleans and tried not to look at me, but inevitably did, I stared back at them and thought about the young men I knew from New Orleans, my father's half-brothers. Uncle Bookie was our favorite of my father's half-brothers. He and his brothers had spent their lives in the neighborhoods my classmates most feared. Uncle Bookie looked the most like the grandfather I'd barely known, who died of a stroke at age 50. He had a chest like a barrel, and his eyes closed when he smiled. On hot days, Uncle Bookie would walk us through Shrewsbury toward the highway in the sky, to a ramshackle shotgun house, maroon in my memory, that stood on the corner. The lady who lived in the house sold ice pops out of the back. They were liquid sugar and melted too quickly in the heat. On the walk to her yard, he'd crack jokes, gather more kids, lead us over the melting asphalt like a hood-pied piper. Once our ice pops melted to syrup in their cardboard cups, Once Joshua and I had licked the sugar water from our hands and arms, Uncle Boogie would play games with us in the street. Kickball, football, and basketball. He laughed when the football hit one of us in the mouth, leaving it sore and swollen, his eyes slit to the thin side of a penny. On some days, he would take us with our father and his pit bull to the park under the highway, There, my father fought his dog against other dogs. The other men who watched or coaxed their dogs to savagery were dark and sweat-glazed as their animals in the heat. My brother and I always stood close to our uncle. We grabbed his forearms, holding tightly, flinching as the cars boomed overhead and the animals ripped at each other. Afterward, the dogs panted and smiled while they bled, and my brother and I relaxed our grip on our uncle and were happy to leave the shadowed world and the threat of a dog lunging outside the fighting circle. Daddy ain't told you no story about nobody dying in here, I said. Yeah, he did, Joshua said. You telling it, Alden said. When I was in high school, I could not reconcile the myth of New Orleans to the reality but I knew that there was truth somewhere. My father and mother sat in the front seat of the car during those early 90s visits, when they were still married but separated, when they still had the easy rapport that years of marriage engenders, and they talked about shootings, about beatings, about murder. They gave the violence of New Orleans many names. We never saw any of that when we visited my father, but we listened to the chain-link fence rattle in the industrial yard next to my father's house, and the night stretched on interminably, and we listened to my brother tell us ghost stories. 
Yet we knew another New Orleans existed. We saw that when we piled into my mother's car and rode past the red brick projects scattered through New Orleans, two-story buildings with sagging iron balconies, massive old trees standing like sentinels at each side of the buildings, women gesticulating and scratching their heads, small dark children playing angrily, happily, sulking on the broken sidewalks. I eyed the young men through the car window, men in sagging pants with their heads bent together, murmuring, ducking into corner stores that sold poor boy shrimp oyster. I wondered what the men were talking about. I wondered who they were. I wondered what their lives were like. I wondered if they were murderers. At night, on my father's living room floor, I asked Joshua again.